Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to First Run Bald Movies. Tonight, we're talking about the Nevin's new movie, Dune. 2021, fuck everything else. There's one burning question on everyone's mind. Jim, what did you think of the movie Dune? (laughs) You mean, what did I think of the first part of what is inevitably going to have to be a mini part series? Yeah, this isn't this isn't all of Dune. I take it by the, the title card that says Dune part one and the ending that would make zero sense as a standalone film. Mm hmm. Uh, I thought that it was very imaginative and looks incredible. Like I, I absolutely love everything about the design of this movie. It's uh, off the charts. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it, even, even in something like foundation, which we're watching right now. Um, yeah, it's just the variety of, of things, uh, you see on screen and styles is super impressive. Um, as far as a movie goes, I, I think it's good. But like I said, it's it's the beginning of what is a obviously much bigger story. And I have like just a lot of questions about sure. everything. So I don't really know how to feel about it. Well, at least you don't hate it. I was no, hoping you'd no. be like, I fucking love it. I think it's great. I can't wait to see more. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll take uh, <laughs> I'll take bewilderment, honestly. Um, no, is it? it it looked amazing, and I think I was following everything it was putting down. I just have questions uh, that I'm sure uh, subsequent parts will answer. Sure. And I, I will say this. Um, this movie isn't exactly like the books. It's very close to the books. Okay. Um, I recognize some of those scenes because I've read the first few chapters of Dune. Right. I, I've, I've read Dune many times, and I just read it within the last year. I think I talked about it on lunch. Maybe I talked about on it. Uh, uh, on off the clock, but about how well it held up. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie feels a lot like watching Dune. Or I mean, about, about uh, reading Dune, you gotcha. know, like it, it, it captures the same kind of feel of awe and, and grandeur. And it, it's, um, it, it leaves things. I think it, it actually smooths over some things uh, and is more explicit than, in some things than the book, but also, it knows to hold just enough back to be a little bit mysterious and, and have a little bit of mysticism thrown in here, which I think is appropriate. Um, not to the extent that the David Lynch m- movie where it just was like, <laughs> what the fuck am I even seeing? There's whole things, there's whole chapters missing. It's just, I, I think this is a hell of a good adaptation. And like you said, the art direction. Yeah. I can't even believe how well integrated the desert terrains and the different uh, places that they obviously filmed on Earth Mm -hmm. are with these just gargantuan scale, inhuman scale things um, that are both beautiful and also like garden, you know, like everything is epic, you know, like the 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 cities that they kind of carve into the, the sandstone there um, mm-hmm. and the, you know, ziggurat style, almost Mayan inspired 
uh, feel of that stuff. Uh, and the way it integrates into the landscape is super cool. You've got these massive ships, um, just enormous. I, I don't even know, like they seem to load like a hundred people on board, but it seems like it could fit 50,000 people. On and then those, those look like ants when they come out of the even larger intergalactic <laughs> starships. Just right. like, fuck. Oh, are those starships? I thought those were some kind of like gateway, um, transportation system. I think they're the Spice Navigators freighter ships. So they're okay. described as being just unfathomably large. Like the like the Artrades house yeah. vessels are also inhuman scale size, but they're just like grains of rice within the cargo bays of these things. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. And and then just like yeah, I, I don't know. Everything was cool. E- even down to the small stuff, you know, like the um Thopters is what they call yeah. them, I think. The ornithopters, yeah. With with the the, I, do we do I want to say it? I don't know. Is it in the trailer? It's in the trailer, right? What the the they have like dragonfly type wings. Yeah, 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 yeah. The latest trailer has uh, okay. That's that. Yeah, that's what I was waiting to see to get like fully relaxed. Is like, are they going to nail the thopters? The thopters, and they did. Yeah, like, I, cool. I talked. Yeah, we talked about this, I think, on lunch or something. But uh, or maybe no, it was, I guess it was the last time we did a first run movie. I said. I just couldn't believe how cool these things are. And you don't even know the half of it from the trailer. Like there's extended scenes based on the, the unique coolness and special abilities of these, these different craft. Gotcha. Um, you know, that's the thing is like everything that I thought was cringy a little bit, um, like the shield fighting. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, uh, like, like the, the Duncan's rapport with Paul, like it felt a little Joss Whedon-y, a little too jokey, but that, that like huh. in context, every single yeah. thing that I thought was a little cringe was fucking epic and felt yeah. extremely natural. Like, you know, uh, it, it wasn't like a waka waka moment. They l- built up to that. Those are serious characters and everyone is just that everyone is so well cast. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's embarrassing how just rock solid and believable everybody is, even in roles that are like crazy unbelievable. Like yeah. when that reverend mother comes in there with her pain box, it's a gut check moment for them yeah. because like if you're not in all that movie, that is just high comedy. What guess- is this nit? What's this knitting needle and the shoebox? Get the fuck out of here. So but that's like- one of the chapters I've read, which gave mm-hmm. a lot of context and, and made me like not raise my eyebrows when this happened at all because I knew what was happening. But do you think you would? Because I felt like that I, I was I felt like the movie had firmly cast its spell over me. But then again I'm I guess I'm attuned to this Dune wavelength stuff. So Yeah, I found myself um getting a little uh antsy toward the end of the movie. Like maybe this was a mm. tad bit too long. They spent a tad bit too time too much time at the end uh you know not wrapping this thing up. But they're also world building, like even right to the end. This movie is about 80% world building. And And just like the first part of Dune, like I remember like the first hundred pages kind of take a while to get going, but they are building shit. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to movie two where we can actually do some shit. Uh, But I mean, stuff happens in this movie. Don't get me wrong. There, there is a lot of grandiose stuff happening. Um, you know the one the one thing I guess I expect out of Dune that I didn't get in this movie, and maybe I get it later, is I expected some substance to the style because there's a lot. It, 
this feels like a a Star Wars type tale. It's not it's not going to teach you anything about the world or yourself. It's simply going to entertain you for a while. Mm. Um, does that change? Is that not what Dune is, or is Dune more of just like an entertaining sci-fi epic sci-fi novel? Well, I think it's that, but like I do think it says a lot about like environmental stuff and like uh, gender hmm. dynamics and politics and hmm. okay. you know I mean this is all you know broadly speaking the horrors of colonialism and you know sure that that kind of stuff so like I but I I, I don't know like I it's it's something that I enjoyed as a thirteen year old. It's something that I really enjoyed as a 20 year old. And it's something that I, I still found. Like I remember reading it uh, just last year and thinking like, yeah, this is still relevant. This still feels fresh. Okay. Like, you know, there's so many things that this, this thing, this book will teach you. But, um, you know, I, I felt like there's a lot of that, like the, you know, a lot of the scheming, the intrigue. Um, this is like uh, the Phantom Menace in star Wars, only not dumb. Yes. Well, that's very much how it felt. It felt like, the 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 politics light version of a sci-fi thing i I don't know maybe i'm like looking for too much out of this but that's what it felt like to me okay um i'm trying to think where i because i i want to stop because i i i think there's some debate about where this movie ends and like to your point about it being maybe slightly too long where a place that could have uh, it ended because i kind of feel you um, because man, the movie really hits a crescendo of just grandeur and epicness and awesomeness and yeah. heroic sacrifice and just everything you want. Like, it's like Luke blows up the Death Star <laughs> and then Star Wars keeps going for another 40 minutes Yeah, uh, and gets Luke to like, uh, on the way like like there's nothing as cool as the hoth sequence but he's on his way to dagobah yep but he hasn't met yoda and we're just going to stop right 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 there right as he crash lands into dagobah and again no hoth battle yeah they're just they're just walking walking through snow for 40 minutes yeah um yeah (laughs) that's definitely what it felt like to me (laughs) but you know the the rest of it was so entertaining i'm i'm willing to sit through a little bit here at the end to get to the next movie no, I mean, I like I even during that stretch, because, again, I'm familiar with the story and I was just kind of like, huh, I wonder where they are going to end it. And it wasn't like that's the thing. It's like I, I, I'm 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 being kind of jokey joke there. There wasn't mm-hmm. nothing that's happening there. It's just like, again, the high point in the movie came like 45 minutes ago. Um, yeah. And and but the thing is, is it is so fucking awesome. I I can't wait. I'm going to watch this movie at least a couple more times in a theater. Um, I definitely want to take Jack to the IMAX up in the Indiana State Museum, the like full size, not diet, not zero, like the fully leaded IMAX experience, because this is like just those most beautiful movie I've seen in a long time. It is sounds amazing, like the sound design from the. The, when they're using yeah. the voice to like the the way the the prophecies and the dream sound, um, the music just, all is very identifiable depending on whose theme it is. Um, and yeah. they don't have so much as like themes, but just like styles of music for each of the the houses. Yeah, uh, I thought that was very cool. I will say, the speaking of sound, 
did did you have any issues with hearing the voices in this show about like the midway mark there's a there's a scene which has a bunch of like tibetan throat singing stuff in oh the background. yeah this, yeah yeah i know what you're talking about and all i didn't have any trouble up until then and then after that the sound on the voices just cuts out to nothing nothing i had and i rewound it to make sure it wasn't like oh my eq is for the rest dynamically of the adjusting N- not for the rest of the movie but in like probably huh. 20% of the rest of the movie. It was just nothing. I couldn't hear it. No, I, I did not have that on. problem. I did not have that problem. Um, hmm. Yeah. I had issues with that. Wild. But yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, I think this is worth seeing on a big screen. I don't know if you agree. Oh yeah. I, I but would it's, say it's, it's, worth, it's seeing, worth it if you're into it. Yeah. As, as big a screen as you can see it on, because that's the thing. It's like, you know, we're going to see this. There's such a, there's a small window where you can see this on a really big fucking screen. True. Uh, and then, then you won't have that experience. So I, yeah, it, it, it looks incredible. The cast is great. I thought, you know, like I, everything I found, I took everything seriously and I thought they did a really good job at the world building mm-hmm. and just like the lore and like these cultures feel real, even though you just see glimpses just sure. glimpses of like this just really weird shit um and like you know pastiches of different religions and cultures and it's just all mashed up and it feel it comes together to feel very alien mm-hmm. you know like um but also very recognizable it's a feudal system it, like I yeah, said, motivations I, of, of the characters are very recognizable uh even if the the technology and the cultures are not yeah, I, I think this um, again, if you don't like this movie, you won't like the book uh, because <laughs> I think this movie does a very, very good job of capturing what it feels like to read the book and have your mind. I mean, because like I said, I, I don't know if it's um, if it's like important in the way you're looking for it, but it's like one of those things yeah. where it's like the ideas are big and it feels important. And also you're just thinking like for, you know, I, I was exposed to so many concepts um, and, and it captures the scale because I think the, the, the prose does a really good job of showing, you know, that this, it's a big thing about humanity just being such a small thing against the, the overall galaxy, against, you know, their starships and their buildings, against the fucking sandworms, you know, like we're sure. just, a, just a small part. But yet we, we have so much power. Um, yeah. I, when, oh, these books were written a long time ago, right? Yes, they were. So Foundation came first in the 40s and 50s, and then uh, the Dune books came in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I was going to say probably inspired a lot of people um, Mm because I'm seeing all kinds of inspiration of of other things in this. I'm seeing a shitload of Star Wars, honestly, like Mm the the ziggurat village town civilization I was talking about looks like the surface of a Death Star or something. Even in the art direction, it's inspiring it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, yeah, Dune is hugely influential. Yeah, I was trimmers. Just, the other thing is <laughs> trimmers. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, um, when I watched the David Lynch one, I, I I remember thinking like how much that must influence the guys that do the Warhammer 40k stuff. And even in this, it's just like, yeah, you're right. The the original source is pretty fucking gothic, and. Hmm. You know, I, I want to talk more about that in the spoilers because, like, yeah. I just just the epic scale. There's something about that. I don't know. It's something about this scale of science fiction and foundation is on this wavelength too. But this is just mm-hmm. even more grim. There's something with a little bit more bottom to it. 
Um, yeah, the forces at work here feel outsized to anything yeah. we like, we can comprehend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. I, how how hungry do you think the general public's going to be for the sequel? Do you think this is going to make a bunch of money? Do you think this is going to uh, be really pop? Uh, mm, yeah. Because yeah, this is I two do. hardcore nerds talking about this, but how right. accessible do you think this is to the people who, you know, they're stumbling around looking for another Game of Thrones, for example? Maybe. Ooh, no, I would not recommend this to Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> really? Okay. No, I would recommend I would recommend this to. What if they just really want to see Cal Drogo kick ass one more time? Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, what if they want to see Cal Drogo without a beard? Because that's weird. <laughs> it is. <laughs> see, Jason, it's every once in a while you see him without a beard, and it's like, ah, yeah, he's still didn't a beard in Conan, did he? Uh, no, I think, I think that's one of Conan. the that's one of the big problems of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's like you don't take the man seriously or anything. It's just, but he he loses like he takes a negative five hit to his charisma whenever his his I beard is shorn. I loved him in this. He is. He's the best. He's yeah. like, man, when we do the badass scale again. He's going to have another fucking solid character because True. wow, Duncan Idaho. Uh, what a what name. A fucking awful name. <laughs> what a name. huh? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Herbert's wilding in this book. He's like one of the religious documents called the red Catholic Bible. What? Really? What, what, what is? Yeah. 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 Hmm. What does that mean? Is that what Josh Brolin's reading, or is he working on his? He like, might be. He actually might be, but he's also he might be uh, working on his. Uh, <laughs> what is it, Arrakis? Uh, yeah, for where's the bathroom? He's kind of a know. bar. Oh, he's kind of a bard. You know, okay, like a poet warrior kind of guy. Gotcha. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hmm. All right. Uh, uh, maybe we should get to some trailers and then do yeah, some spoiler then talk. Then we got to do some spoiler talk because, yeah, that's about all we got left to go into. Uh, there's two trailers that came out this week that I was curious about your opinion on. Uh, let's talk about the Batman first. This all is right. the uh, sparkly vampire version of, amp- of Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert Pattinson. What, what do you think about the DC rolling out the V? They're rebranding V. The, the Suicide Squad, the Batman. They're gonna have they're gonna have the Green Lantern out next because that one's in bad need of rehabil- rehabilitation. Is this true? I don't know, but oh. the, it's a trend I noticed. The Suicide Squad, the Batman. This isn't yeah. the, the, this isn't the shitty Batman. We tried to. This isn't the Affleck <laughs> Batman. We tried to roll out. This is as long as they don't get the Zack Snyder to direct any of these, I'll be fine. <laughs> or especially yeah. write any of these. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think of Pattinson as Batman? Uh, I thought it looked pretty cool. I was shocked to see Halle Berry about 30 years younger and playing, yeah, reprising her role as Catwoman. Rolled the clock back, huh? Boy, they really just like leaned into that depiction of Catwoman, huh? Mm, I guess so. Looks do you think like this her. is? Yeah. Um, Which I thought. Totally fine. I thought, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, Robert Pattinson seems like a pretty good Batman. Pretty good Batman. What do you think of the Bruce Wayne? Yeah. The hair is not doing it for me. He's not as clean cut as I want my Bruce Wayne to be. He seems like one of Ramona Flowers' evil exes from Scott yeah. Pilgrim. 
Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, but it, plus, uh, he's got the weird kind of Brandon Lee, the crow hair. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when he's like fresh out of his Batman mask and his like Batman mascara is running down his face, it's just like, he's full on the crow, man. I don't <laughs> Well, it's it got too the much. wrong, uh, the wrong flying animal. It's the crow uh, looking Batman. <laughs> For me, it was too much. Uh, what's Marty McFly's dad's name in Back to the Future? Oh. It was too much Crispin Glover hair for me. I couldn't You're, handle it. It is a little Crispin Glover. Yeah, I don't know. I, I the Batman stuff looks great. Um, yeah. They're really leaning in and being like bulletproof. Apparently, uh, uh, did, I thought Batman was like lithe and fast and avoided gunfire, but this guy just right? kind of like tanks it. Fuck it, I don't care. That's a really cool shot. I mean, it with is. the gun going off being the only light in that hallway and yeah, the strobe effect. Real, Very cool. Yeah, gives real staccato nature to the scene. Am I crazy to think, and this has probably been announced, but I haven't been paying attention, that Paul Dano is playing the Riddler in this? I think so. Because I love Paul Dano. I think he is. I do too. Fantastic. And as a unhinged Riddle Master, yes, please. Yeah, he is the, the Riddler. Um, awesome. All right, I'm, I'm the, in for the this. The Penguin. One. Who's the Penguin? Uh, uh, Colin Farrell. Under a bunch of makeup. Oh, right. I saw a shot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright's James Gordon, uh-huh. uh, Jim Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, and Andy Serkis is playing Alfred. Oh, I saw him in there. What? Yeah. So this is a That's... this is a much much younger Batman with a much younger Alfred. Yeah, that's a much gruffer Alfred well, see, than I'm used to. Also, Al- Alfred's got some skills in the canon. He was like a World War II. Uh, I can't remember if he's a, some kind of spy or combat medic, or he's kind of a badass in his own right. So in his prime, you know, he might be uh, a little bit of a Robin type figure. Maybe he joins Batman in some of these adventures. I don't know. Yeah, when I think of Alfred, I think of polish, a certain amount of put togetherness sure. that I do not associate with Andy Serkis. That's in true. Any he way. plays he plays rough and tumble types. Yeah. I wonder if he can if he can be genteel. I don't know a gen- we'll if he can be a gentleman's gentleman. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the other one. Uh, Uncharted. What you do you think else, of un- Uncharted? Who else? I don't associate with uh, being genteel and uh, polished. Nathan Suave, Drake. Smooth. Yeah. Nathan Drake. What the uh-huh. what is this movie? This movie looks like absolute garbage. It's I don't know. Am like I they, crazy? They, Neither they, of they, these guys are acting. They, they've got Mark Wahlberg <laughs> up there pretending to be a young Sully, I guess. Because his name is Sully and he's presumably from Boston. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, fucking get Marky Mark. Because he I, did he uh, not. Yeah, this is this is bad casting. Like I terrible. Tom Holland I, is not Nathan Drake. Not, they he doesn't his, try. And they can be their do their own thing with it, I guess. But like, I'm not excited about this. This movie seems very eh. This movie is made for an audience that doesn't exist. It's a it's a mass market movie for people who haven't played the video games. Oh, so every other video game that's ever movie that's ever been made in human history. Pretty much. And failed, flopped on its face. Yeah, those those. Yeah. I don't know. There's like five dudes that could be really good. Nathan Drake's out there right now. We have an embarrassment of Drake's out there um, and they get Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like they're trying to make a uh, halfway between the unch- those uncharted backstory between Nathan and his brother, like that age and, and, and his actual mm-hmm. Nathan Drake full grown dude. And it's like, 
Who wants to see the adventures of young Nathan Drake? Not I don't even like that one. Indiana Jones. Who fucking cares, man? Yeah, maybe once I'm invested in these characters as movie characters, then right. you can go back and do this, but not yet. They they took yeah. like what four games to get back to that stuff. I yeah, because you, you're right. Because imagine if you just would anyone watch Young Indiana Jones Chronicles if you didn't see <laughs> Indiana Jones? Fuck no, no. It put you off the movies. So I will say there's is. one cool thing that I liked about this movie, mm-hmm. um, and it is the boxes falling out of the cargo net boxes falling out of the plane. I thought that was very video game like and didn't was, seem too uh I don't I don't know silly. Yeah, it's it, it felt like a big set piece from an uncharted game. And I was For going sure. to say that there are a couple scenes where they really capture the excitement and kind of pell-mell just Indiana like like you know these are like modern day Indiana Jones where it's like you're supposed to be like Indiana Jones you're not especially good fighter you're not especially good you just kind of like are one step ahead just going from one damn thing to another swinging on people and yeah jumping over shit until it's over you know except, uh, except Nathan Drake wears Nathan Drake wears ratty torn dirty ass t-shirts cargo pants and and work boots or hiking boots, right? Yeah, They've got Tom Holland in a tuxedo for half this fucking. He's not James yeah, Bond. No, that didn't feel like Uncharted at all. That, I mean, Nathan, he will wear a suit to like you know be the waiter of uh, <laughs> when you know, he steals to infiltrate the something when he steals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, the, sure. I mean, he doesn't not wear suits, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. They're leaning into that Casino Royale to try to maybe lure some. I, that's what I'm saying. It, it did feel like it's something that doesn't feel like enough people will care about it because it's uncharted and they're like, gotta make it, uh, you know, people need to think about James Bond and people need to think about a mission impossible and people need to think about fast and furious. No. And it's like, no, uncharted's cool. You yeah. can just make it be uncharted. Jesus. Yeah. We fell in love with those characters already. People will yeah. do it all over again. If you just present those characters, that's like, the other thing is like, and I think they're going to find this out. The last of us video games are as big as Hollywood. Like yeah. if you make a good adaptation of something, you will have millions and millions of people like way more than the fucking successful novel or comic book series mm-hmm. way fucking more and way more fucking invested. Just yeah. Tell yeah. the story, man. Uh, what, what do you think is going to be the worst movie? Is it going to be uncharted or will it be the Mario movie? Whatever that is with Chris uh, Pratt playing Mario. Probably Mario. If the, Oh, just a series of bad castings. Uncharted might just be meh, just might be like a a bowl of of, uh, vanilla ice cream. Mm -hmm. Fine, you know, but could use some sprinkles. But Mario could be like historically bad, like something that's just like (laughs) a monument. (laughs) The first Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's potential for greatness in a perverse way here. (laughs) Have Hoskins and uh, Leguizamo show up at the mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's put these trailers to bed and let's excuse everyone out from the room that's not a patron or club member because we're about to talk about spoilers and that's just for the our, our loyal supporters. If you want to find out how you can be in that group and get access to this here podcast, uh, it's easy. Just go to support.baldmove.com.